0: Welcome to Crime Travel in Toledo, Ohio with Kelly Amstess, the Genealogy Investigator. I love old true crime stories from in and around the Toledo, Ohio area and can't wait to bring you another episode of two twisted cases that are explosive and scandalous. So let's jump right in. Tonight's episode is one that I like to call a kerosene murder and choked death. So our first case takes place on May 29th of 1874, and you guessed it, a kerosene murder takes place in Toledo, Ohio in the Fifth Ward. Uh, Miss Charles Hoover made a fire on the morning of May 29th in a wood stove. And after the kindling blazed, she poured on coal oil from a large can, thinking it would hasten the burning of an obstinate fire well this resulted in you guessed it an explosion and miss charles hoover was fatally burned Um, her husband charles immediately covered her over with a feather bed and used many pails of water uh, before the fire could even be put out so mrs hoover's front clothing was burned entirely off as um, her person was as well from head to foot. Um, So I am going to get a little graphic. I just kind of want to put a warning out there. If we have any younger listeners, you might want to stop right now. (laughs) So the flesh from Mrs. Hoover's upper part of her body was actually burned off all the way to the naked bone. Um, So that paints a lovely picture. Poor Mrs. Hoover. Uh, Unfortunately, she did not live to see the morning, and she left behind four children and a nursing baby. Mr. Hoover, in his endeavors to save his wife, he was actually also really badly burned. He did end up surviving, but what a horrible story. And I want to bring this one to your attention because... Um, you know, we've all heard the stories today about being careful of kerosene, but it's really interesting to see, I mean, we are back in 1874, and they survived on kerosene heaters and kerosene for cooking and so forth, and to just see that, you know, this was happening back then, um, although, you know, the stories aren't as big, it is something that can kind of be eye-opening. Um... So that completes our very first case. It was kind of a short one, so you get a double header today. Um, Our second case is one that, unfortunately, we hear far too often in the Toledo, Ohio area. We're going to go back to September 2nd of 1895 in the Monroe, Michigan area, not too far from Toledo, Ohio. Um, in this case, I call "choke to Death. This one is quite interesting. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this one. I was uncovering pieces um, right up until I was ready to start this podcast tonight. So it's really interesting. I just kept finding stuff, which I never do. So I was really excited. So I'm really excited to bring this one to you, "choke to Death. So we find Mrs. Jane Merrill. She's a wealthy colored woman. She's uh, from Monroe, Michigan. She also is said to be living in Perrysburg, Ohio at the time, so I'm not really sure exactly where she resides, but she is missing. Um, She's been missing since about July 5th of 1895. So, our story is kind of going to unfold here, and it's going to just kind of, like I said, there's layers, so it's going to keep getting really interesting as we keep digging. So, by September 7th of 1895, the mystery of her disappearance is cleared up suddenly by the discovery of the badly decomposed body of Mrs. Merrill in a brush heap on the farm. Um, I don't know if this is her farm, I don't know if it's the Larkin's farm, but we will build on this. Um, So, John Larkins, this gentleman, he was immediately arrested for murder, right then on September 2nd, or 7th, sorry, it's the 7th. So, as we move through this case, I'm noticing that John Larkins' name changes to Enos. I don't really understand it. Um, I could find neither in the records, so I'm not really sure which one it is, but it is quite interesting. There's different publications that publish the story, so um, a lot of times, because you're basically playing old-fashioned telephone, when you're giving these stories to different um, news outlets across the country during this time, um, names do get really muddled, so I'm not really sure if that's the reason behind why he is first called um, John Larkins and then he changes to Enos, but they are the same people, so, I, I just don't understand it. So, now we're going to move to September 14th, a couple days away. Um, in 1895, new evidence is found against, now his name is Enos Larkins. He's going to be Enos for the remainder of our stories. Um, he is suspected of forging and murdering Mrs. Jane Merrill. And this was received by John O. Zapel, Z-A-B-E-L, who's a lawyer. And it's in regards to a letter that... Um, Uh, supposedly was written by Mrs. Jane Merrill Larkin's, um, is that's his alleged victim at this time. Mrs. Merrill is of Perrysburg, Ohio and there's this letter that's written supposedly by her on September 3rd. The letter states that Miss Merrill had married a John Adams and she did not care any longer for her pension She turned over the balance to Enos Larkin. So that's kind of suspicious, right? she also turned over to larkin's a note against a petersburg man Um, it is known that enos was actually in petersburg on september 2nd so this automatically makes him a prime suspect at this time so the detectives are behind the scenes and they're working and on september 22nd a few days away from september 14th of 1895 mrs enos makes her entrance into the story she actually confesses that she killed mrs jane merrill her husband's benefactor whose bones were found in a funeral pyre built to hide the evidence of the crime mrs larkin says that mrs merrill came to her house in the evening to collect rent and abused both her and her husband mrs merrill started a quarrel with mrs jane merrill i mean i'm sorry mrs larkin started a quarrel with mrs jane merrill and she ended up throwing a stick of wood at mrs merrill striking her on the side of the head and it killed her instantly then enos dragged her body to the woods where a grave was dug that very night the body was finally buried in the woods a few days after the incident had occurred mrs merrill's household goods were actually moved out of the merrill house to make people think that she moved away um so this was very calculated right mrs larkins now she admits that she actually impersonated the murdered woman Writing the lease mortgage to the lawyer John A. Zabel, signing Mrs. Merrill's name, asking him to turn over all her papers in his possession over to Eno Larkins, who was rightfully the heir. So there's a lot of details that just keep unfolding. Now a couple days later on September 26 Mrs. Eno Larkins, who is the wife of Eno Sarkins, after she's made her confession, Detectives are dissecting her confession. They're finding some truth to it. Mrs. Larkins has, at this point, she's made several confessions. She's just been talking, blabber, blabber, blabber. But the last confession that she made was actually verified. Many of the details were rendered authentic. So, Mrs. Larkins, she's giving more details. She's stating things that the murder was premeditated instead of just a result of a quarrel, and that the crime was actually committed, now get this, on June 24th instead of July 5th. It's also been found um, that the hole for Mrs. Merrill's body was dug well in advance to the murder, which definitely makes it premeditated. On the afternoon of june 24th mrs merrill who's also referred to in many articles as old lady um so she must have been just an older woman she came to the larkins home to collect some money while enos larkins um on the pretense of showing miss merrill a huge turkey's nest i mean the story just the layers are just ridiculous he's telling her there's this huge turkey's nest. she's just got to see it so he gets her to go out into the woods with him while they're out there he chokes her to death then he starts a fire in a brush heap and burns her body to a crisp enos then gathers the bones together brings them back to the house and burns them once more so the remains were actually after all said and done put into a three gallon crock and then they were placed outside of the larkins doorstep where the sheriff sheriff mills found them on the fateful day in the early september I mean, like, how moronic can you be? Like this is horrible. So now we're gonna skip ahead a little bit. Some time has passed. The detectives have been doing things behind the scenes. Like they are trying to get their case solid. On October 23rd, Mr. and Mrs. Eno Sarkan's they are jailed in in regards to being suspects of murdering Miss Jane Morrow Merrill near Monroe, Michigan, just outside of Toledo, Ohio. So this is our basis. They had both confessed to this murder, which resulted in Mr. Larkins being separated from his wife for days until he tries to pass her some notes, which were seized, and officers found within those notes the most incriminating evidence. Mr. Larkins broke down after being found out and made a full confession but his confession was quite different from the details that Mrs. Larkins had given multiple times, which obviously show both of their guilt in this murder. Mrs. Larkins maintained that Mr. Larkins had choked Mrs. Merrill to death while she stood by and witnessed the crime. Mr. Larkins swears that Mrs. Larkins beat the old woman's head with a stick until she was dead. So there's these two conflicting stories, and detectives have to work now to figure out who's telling the truth. Mrs. Merrill had been informed um, of a turkey's nest, which we had talked about prior, and had gone with Mr. and Mrs. Larkins to the supposed location of the nest on the evening of September 29, 1895. Obviously, we know this is incorrect, right? Um, We now know that this happened in June, so now we see some of this fabrication. The afternoon prior to what they're saying is September ninth. Mr. Larkins had dug a grave for Mrs. Morrill. After Mrs. Merrill's death, Mrs. Larkins insisted that the body needed to be cremated, so a brush heap was built and the bar- body was partially burned at that point. As you can see, there's there's truths in this and there's lies in this. Mr. Larkins was adamant that Mrs. Larkins was guilty of murder of two of her children before he married her. At the time of their marriage, Mrs. Larkins had a baby of six months old. The child was given into the care of her sister, Mrs. Lizzie Simpson, who lived in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Now, today, uh, when this this is all happening in October of 1895, that child had since died. So, there's lots of weird things going on, right? So, I just kind of want to simmer on this a little bit. Make sure we have all of our facts right. So Mr. Larkins pretty much is saying Mrs. Larkins did it. He's kind of retracting his confession. I think at first maybe he was trying to protect her. We're not really sure what was going on there. But there's a lot of weird circumstances, right? Now let's move forward a little bit. We're going to go to November 22nd of 1895. The Larkins case in Monroe, Michigan, had finally come to a close. This hardly ever happens, you guys. I barely ever find these clothes articles. I'm so excited. So Mrs. Larkin's twins were placed in the care of an aunt. Mrs. Larkin's was sentenced to Jackson Prison for Life by Judge Kinney for the murder of Mrs. Jane Merrill. She was taken to prison at once. Mr. Larkin's walked free so obviously whatever they were finding and when he pointed out that her other children her previous children actually had been murdered by her hand i don't really know how the case pled out Um, i didn't find the actual log with the case file which is kind of disappointing because it is such an interesting case but we do know that she was charged and sentenced to life in the jackson prison in michigan So, what an interesting story. Not what I was planning on finding, but really excited to find. Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed that. As usual, I like to keep my podcast episodes kind of short and sweet. Um, Something that you can listen to on the go. So, I'm so glad that you tuned in. I have quite a few more episodes for the rest of the year, so I do hope that you keep t- tuning in. Um, I am going to do a little format change. I'm always welcome or receptive to any suggestions or ideas or stories that you might have that you're interested in. Um, until next time, we're going to go ahead and end it there. Thank you so much for listening to Crime Travel in Toledo, Ohio, and we'll see you in two weeks.